Mark Romero Music Podcast, where music, mindsets, and energy healing support you to revitalize your health, expand your awareness, and ultimately unlock your greatest potential of who and what you are. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. I am so excited today. I am such a fan of this person on multiple levels. Uh, she's had a We've done work together. We've done coaching work together. She's waved a wand at me before a few times. Um, maybe even kind of gave me a necessary push and shove maybe to help me to expand into grow into something more than I was before. So I am so excited to have Alyssa Rushton on today, who is just this beautiful soul who is dedicated to helping people to awaken, helping people to heal, helping people to step into the next greater and grander version of who and what they are. And if there's any time, I think you'll agree with this, Alyssa, there's any time, this is the time for us to really accelerate this process. So nice to have you. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Mark. What a great introduction. Yeah. If there's any time, now's the time. And on top of all that, she works with sound. And if you ever want to get on my cool list, you just say, oh, yeah, I work with sound. Oh, okay, you're automatically on the cool list. So thank you again for being here. So excited. I'm going to, like, make you break out your bowls before too long. And Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we were just chatting before we started today. We were talking about these interesting times that we're living in. And I think we kind of got this agreement that we're really being pushed to – accelerate our awakening to accelerate our healing and i'd love to get your perspective on that and kind of what you've been experiencing on your end and and how you're helping support people Mm, i love this question i was just actually talking to a friend about this this morning and we were tossing the idea back and forth about this evolution of our consciousness and how when we're healing something that oftentimes it's got to come up to be healed and she was asking me the question this morning can we escape the process of having said thing come up to be healed to just heal it and you know looking around at the landscape of what's going on today when whether you look at you know what's happening in the middle east or what's happening here in our own country what's what's happening across the planet with people with their internal health um I, I've been asking myself this question, can we escape the process? And my, my current answer is, I don't know. <laughs> but what I can tell you um, is that I've seen people going through a lot this last year. And you, I think you know my, my personal journey of, of dying on the potty um, and and knowing what it takes to reimagine yourself, rearticulate your physical body, your spiritual body, your emotional body, your mental body. And so, you know, I kind of look at these times a little bit differently than most people do because I see it as an incredible opportunity for soul growth, consciousness growth, advancement, albeit not without the hard stuff. You know, I don't know about the hard stuff thing. You know, it's interesting living in Southern California. Of course, we're all tuned into this whole conversation around earthquakes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when California earthquakes comes up in the conversation. And there's this process. It's called liquefaction. 
and where the ground shakes and it brings water to the surface. And it's almost like we've gone through this ground shaking, bringing to the surface all the old stuff that's really not in alignment with who and what we are. The question, I guess, which you bring up a great point is, does it have to be hard? Mm-hmm. I think it can be hard. We know that. Yeah. But perhaps maybe it doesn't need to be as hard as we're making it. And I wonder if you were to have a conversation with somebody and they came to you asking, maybe they were, you know, dealing with some liquefaction in their life and something to come in the surface. What, how would you advise them to perhaps maybe take the edge off of that process? I love this because, and thank you for clarifying, because I don't believe that it has to be hard. I think what will happen is you're going to run into a situation that might trigger a hard feeling or a a situation, but I do believe that we get to choose with our consciousness how we move about that. Can I, can I do this with a story? I think it'll really articulate this. I love stories. (laughs) Who doesn't love a great story? So, you know, we, we think in our minds how something's going to go and we can create a lot of story around that. And then we can also start to perpetuate that again and again and again. And so my personal history was I've had a lot of bad nastiness happen with dentistry. And I recently had to go get a pretty significant dental procedure done. And the dentist said, you know, I think I can save your tooth. It's 50-50 as long as I can get this post out. Um, But if I can't get the post out, then we're done and you'll lose the tooth. And that's not a good thing. So, okay, great. So in my mind, I was, I had all the feelings, all the old anxieties, all the old stuff coming up. And what I had to do is choose to deal with it differently. I was allowed to feel those old feelings and process them through my body vehicle in a way that my response was different, that I didn't go into anxiety, that I didn't go into fear or worry or doubt. And the whole procedure was supposed to take about an hour and a half and two and a half hours into the procedure, the dentist kind of looks at me and he takes a breath and he said, I don't think we're going to be able to get this post out today. I just don't think we can. And I said, I hear you doc. Only I didn't say it that clearly. I hear you, doc. <laughs> you know, I said, what if we all used our consciousness and we asked and spoke to the post and asked it to come out and thanked it even right now in this moment for coming out? And he looks at me and he looks over at the nurse. He's like, all right, you know, like, why not? So we're all, we didn't any of us say anything out loud, but I went to work and I was like, thank you, post, for coming right out. And you could feel the energy in the room just really kind of close in but lighten up and within two minutes that post was out and he's like i got it (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so to to your question i think we're going to have situations that trigger us i think we're going to have things that allow us to go back and heal those old situations and if we choose to we can uplift our consciousness so that it's a whole different situation. That's my personal opinion. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things I think that kind of hinders that process is almost like as if we have been trained over the course of our lifetimes to make those emotions bad, to make those things that get shown up when we get triggered 
as bad experiences. We shouldn't have those. We should be over here at bliss and ecstasy all the time, 24-7. And if anything that we know about the human experience, it's not the way it works. And one of the things is like that I share with people that I work with in sessions is, boy, if we could just let go of this thing called judgment, you know, because we judge these as being bad. We judge these as being good. And therefore, what we feel is bad or doesn't feel optimal, shall we say, we tend to repress and cover them up. You know, we get on here, we do this 24-7, or we go binge watch Netflix, or we go eat big bowls of ice cream, or maybe drink beers or something, rather than to feel that energy. What do you have that, that we can share that can help people to open up to embracing what arises, but also to really step into their power to be able to move it out and let it go? Well, I love this question. I was just talking to a friend last night about you know, the human's biggest thing is distracting itself from feeling its feelings. Um, I do private retreats all over the world. And this last year, I've been doing them here in Arizona at a great spot called Miraval. And I take people out on the earth. And inevitably, Mark, I get them down on the ground because I feel like the ground is very healing. And within 30 minutes, they're losing their shikaki, if you know what I mean. Like they can't figure out where to go or where to run from their emotions. It's so in their face that they will literally tell me like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta leave. <laughs> so I think to your point, you know, we, have, we do such a great job as humans of distracting ourselves. So for me, the first thing is knowing that that's our first reaction is distraction. And starting a practice of grounding, of getting connected where we're not distracting so that we can feel those feelings and just let them, you know, arise and move through us and knowing that it's like a wave. And I have a friend that I do with, I say, how are the waves over there today? You know, cause I, I lived in Hawaii for some time and um, that was, that was kind of thing. Like we would check in on the actual waves, you know, how are the waves today? <laughs> But now it's, how are the emotional waves? Because I think, Mark, too, more and more people are not only feeling themselves, but they're tapped into a global consciousness now that they might not, I think you and I, I don't know about you, but I was at least raised to believe that my consciousness was contained within my head. Um, and that was the extent of it, right? <laughs> and then when I started to wake up, I didn't all of a sudden understand, oh no, I'm feeling my city's consciousness and my globe's consciousness today. I didn't realize that. I had no, nobody taught me how to deal with that. So I also think that that's what people are moving through. And if they're not present to that fact, you can then, as you well know, go on automatic pilot and start to react as the, the mass consciousness is doing. So my personal processes have a practice to get grounded, centered, and connected every day to tune in and ask. One of the first questions I ask is, what am I feeling? And I just let my body run that feeling. No judgment. I just allow it to run. If it's sadness, I let the sadness run. If it's uncertainty, I just let that run. And I have this process, and maybe you taught me this process. I'm not exactly sure, because um, you've taught me a lot, um, is I do this baby cradle arms, where I just kind of imagine this emotion as I'm cradling a little baby, and I just, I just let it be held. 
within my energy field. And then after I let that process run, at some point, I ask my higher self to come in and I ask my higher self to, because I believe my higher self actually knows a lot more than my human mind could hold. I believe I'm directly connected into divine mind, as are you, as are everybody else. It's just they've lost that connection. So then I say, divine mind, do what I don't know how to do here with my own mind and run the frequencies through me that I'd prefer to feel today because I do also as a human I have my preferred <laughs> mark I have my preferred frequencies and you could probably tell they're joy love peace and abundance that's that's my zone but so I feel the feeling I let it run I cradle it I hold it I thank it I acknowledge it I don't shun it away and then I ask my divine self to run the frequencies of my highest path day for me and that's my process I'd love to hear what you do no, those are great, great processes. I certainly also want to dive into those emotions and that feeling and to suspend my judgment of it. It's like, you know, nobody hollers at the negative terminal on a battery, but for some reason we holler at our own negative cycles and our own energy. But yet we can't shine light without being able to process both of those polarities of energy. Uh, it's like, you know, everybody talks about in, especially in the consciousness arena about vibration. Well, vibration has a peak and it has a valley. It moves back and forth. I mean, ultimately, you want your vibration to look into a good stock chart that's moving upward, but it's still going to have those peaks and valleys. I think the one, I love what you're doing. In fact, one of the big pieces that you just shared is really asking your higher self to come in and provide assistance in that process. That's a big aha for me. Um, but secondly, also to step into your power, realize you're not a victim of your emotional energy you have the ability to command it, you know? So when I feel that lower density stuff, I set the intention to feel it, but also to let it go, to move it through, to allow it. And then I also inquire, what is this teaching me? What is this showing me about myself? What can I learn from this overall experience? I think one of the big things that kind of gets lost in, in the collective is that we tend to fight our challenges more than use them as leveraging devices to lift ourselves to new heights. You know? Can we talk about this for a second? Yes. Because I think the world would change really rapidly if every, every person were to take any negative experience that happened. Like, let's say um, you're driving along and all of a sudden you've got a flat tire, okay? I think what happens is we, we view life as happening outside of us. And what if, just for a moment, you went and said, okay, what in my consciousness, what here can I take responsibility for? Now, it is asking people to take a lot of responsibility. Just like when I was sitting in the dentist chair, I thought to myself, what can I take responsibility for? Like, what's going on? And I, and I actually felt like old consciousness was being pulled from me. And I was having this really spiritual experience right there in the dentist chair. But I think it's really cool when you're having that interaction on social media, you know, and you're really triggered by somebody, you can ask yourself, well, what is it in me? What emotion have I been running unconsciously that's now being triggered to the surface? How can I clear that from my system? Because I personally think that we're under a lot of collective um, 
mind program agreements. It's almost like layers of color or filters that we haven't really realized that we've been in. And it, it won't be until each and every one of us takes responsibility for what's happening in our lives, the triggering, the pain, anything that comes up. And once we look at it and go, this is mine, I, I claim my responsibility. And when you take that responsibility, you can then shift it. And that's what I'm hopeful that people are going to really start to do more. So, you know, responsibility is kind of like, like the dirty word, you know, it's like the R word. Oh my gosh, isn't it? You know, how do you shift people and perhaps maybe in your own experience, in your own evolution, you know, we had this tendency to blur up well, even like my own experience. I blame my mom or I blame my dad for leaving home at 12 or I blamed, you know, the economy or this uh, administration or that administration or whatever. And we, but then there comes a point in our life where we realize, no, this is something internally within ourselves. Yeah. How do you make that shift? How do you embrace responsibility in a way without, you know, fighting it, you know, struggling with that concept? I love this question. So I think I'm going to use anger because um, I think that this will be a, open up a cool dialogue. So, for example, if if I'm having somebody have angry outbursts in my general direction in life it might be very easy for me to say, well, that person is an angry person and that person is being bad. And I also wanna say that there's never a reason, like there's never a good excuse for someone being angry in your direction. There's never a good excuse for somebody being physically violent, you know, any of that. And you can shift an experience oftentimes. Okay, so while I'm not condoning anger or violence or any of that stuff, I am also saying there's something very transformational when you can go, maybe you ask yourself the following questions like, where am I holding anger within my within myself? And you might not be an angry person at all. Like you might be so far away from anger, but maybe, just maybe when you were a kid, you had a, maybe a narcissistic kind of angry parent who always, you are running that energy through your system unconsciously. And so it's just being shown to you, oh, I have people in my life that show me this energy is living in my system. I always tell people, you know, we're this beautiful projection machine. And oftentimes we go and we try to change the projection on the movie screen by cutting up the movie screen. But how we really change the projection is we go internally. And so you could ask yourself, you know, when was the first time I felt somebody somebody be angry with me like this? What needs to be healed? What needs to be upgraded? What needs to be, you know, all the all the kind of questions that you can ask yourself. And here's what's really cool is when you start to do that level of work of taking responsibility, not for somebody else's bad behavior, but for seeing it in your consciousness. Whatever we are seeing in our consciousness on some level, we are vibrationally aligned to. On some level, we have a vibrational agreement, we are running it through our systems, and so on some level, we can simply go, okay, I'm gonna take responsibility for my peace. And the magic that happens when you do that is usually a ripple effect beyond what you can conceive of. You might even, if you do that, you might even see like three or four people start to ripple around you, maybe even more. So, so yeah, so with the responsibility piece, Mark, I really feel like it's a time when 
if we are brave enough to say what these folks over here that I would spend a lifetime fighting and I'm diametrically opposed to, I'm going to take responsibility for witnessing that in my consciousness. And I'm going to do the inner work to shift and change the electricity, that pattern. I don't know about you, but I think it would be a different place. I think so too. It's so funny. A couple things. I love your analogy of the film projector. I use the analogy of the mirror. You know, it's like you wake up in the morning, you go to, you know, your hair's all over this way and that way. In other words, you don't like what the reflection is showing you and how we've been taught in life is to brush the mirror, yeah. trying to change the reflection. Very similar to the analogy that you utilize, you know, and, and I think that is the ultimate act of responsibility to bring the brush to your head, work on yourself in changing that energy, changing that pattern so that life can begin to reflect back something different, you know? Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, part of the thing is, is like this kind of conversation is normal conversation. You know, it's like, I have this kind of conversation all day long. Lara and I have conversations like this all day long. I'm sure you have people that you have conversations like this. And I just kind of, at a point, I kind of like go, you know, I think people talk like this all the time. And then when you get out in the world, you realize, no, they don't. And it's like, what do you think is like the biggest thing that can help people to embody some of these different concepts? Because let's face it, we've all been taught to brush the mirror or cut the projector screen, not the projector itself. How do we begin to shift into this new space of being, accepting responsibility, but really also about truly opening the door to empowerment and realizing that the key to changing the world is not out there, not in political groups or whatever, it's within our own selves. And together, collectively, we can transform this planet. How do we help people to step into that possibility? Well, I think this is the billion trillion dollar question that everybody that has these types of conversation is really in right now. And um, for me, I think it goes back to Doing, doing the inner work, being an example. Um, I, I tend to think we're at a time where the guru model is gone, where you know people like the greats, Tony Robbins and, and such, of telling you what to do and how to do it is really not a viable solution anymore. And that said, I still think there are many people that need some guidance of how to get through the process. So, you know, one of the things I think is happening on the planet right now is people are, are in their wake up process. And one of the things that I think is really important to the judgment pieces for, for folks that are maybe further along the path, not to judge the soul's process either, because I do think that it's easy for somebody who's maybe more awake than others to look at somebody and go, well, why aren't you there yet? I right. George, I'm sorry. I think for me, you know, I can remember a time, Mark, back in 2007, when I was still on a lot of drugs, trying to really, I was trying to get myself back on track. I had had my near death experience in 2005. I was on, you know, at the time I died, I was on 28 different medications, and so I was in the process of self weaning myself off of all these medications and. I think if somebody had looked at me back in 2007, they would have thought, 
I don't think this girl's going to ever make it out. And I think if they looked at me in 2009, they'd think, good Lord in heaven, why is this taking you so long? And I think if they looked at me back in 2011, they thought, man, you're still, you're still working on this? You know, that, that could be something that people might have thought because, you know, the physics are, we, we do live in a 3D reality that does move through time and space. The physics also are that you can bypass that if you know how to and you choose to. So I, there is also that. But I think for many people really just recognizing that they're in their process and the more examples like yourself, um, like Lara, people like you guys, the more examples we have really radiating this out, I don't even think it's speaking the words sometimes. The, some of the people I've made the biggest impact on in my life, I've not ever said anything about anything. I've just lived my life. So I think that there's sort of this critical mass of popcorn popping that you get enough popcorn in the pan and everybody else who's kind of been lingering goes, hey, it's time for me to pop. Right. You know, and that's, it's so interesting because I remember I was reading this book. It was um, a Dolores Cannon book. Yeah. We were sharing some information about the waves of light workers. And there was a wave of light workers. They didn't do anything. They just had to be here. They had regular jobs. They did all these, you know, had kids, whatever, did their thing. But them just being here radiated light and frequency out into the planet. And I remember reading that kind of going, what? You know, because there's this aspect, you know, in my own experience where, you know, I always thought this doing thing. Or because remember, I left the corporate world to become a speaker to pontificate words of wisdom, right? But then to realize, no, there's a whole nother level of transformation that takes place where, like you said, you don't even have to talk to the person. Yeah. You just have to be who and what you are. And it sounds like with what we've shared so far, that the real keys are to do the healing work, to do the internal work, to processing and letting go of what's no longer serving you, to do the awakening process. I love what you said about asking your higher self, source energy, God, how, whatever you want to use to be able to embody this continue this process of moving forward and evolving and that in turn makes us all these lights in a dark room the yeah. ability to shine our light and that being said what one piece of advice would you share with people to help them to amplify their light because i think that that's kind of like my own personal mantra for the year to amplify yes amplify the light what would you say to somebody to help them to amplify their life? Well, I actually have a process for it. And um, and so it's a two-part process. Can I share both? Yes. Okay. So the first part is really asking your higher self, your divine self, your divine connection to come through and radiate light in and around your energy field. I call it radiance. It's the radiance process. And, you know, really quick, so many empath sensitives go into protection mode. There, there are all this stuff about shielding and protection. I just tell you something, the sun doesn't shield itself. Sun just radiates light. So you can do the opposite of shielding and you can just 
radiate and ask your divine presence to come through your heart so strong. And I, um, this radiant radiance process, um, I have clients that do this. I ask them, you know, when you're driving in your car, see how far out you can radiate your consciousness as you're driving through the city. See how far you can make this radiance bubble that it really is shifting and changing the consciousness around you. I also invite people, listen, if all y'all spiritual folks are just hanging out together in your spiritual conscious, conscious, communities that is not helpful like honestly we need to go into walmart we need you to go into the places not where walmart. what's that no not walmart <laughs> yeah you don't have to buy anything all you have to do is walk through the door and witness the divine spark in each and every person you can often find me walking through a walmart and i'm literally seeing each person and all i'm doing internally is i'm smiling at them and i'm saying i know the truth of you I see the divine in you. I see you as awake and aware. Okay, I have to ask this question. Do you wear like an interesting outfit when you go into Walmart and do that? Because, you know, they always have those pictures of people showing up in their anomalies at Walmart. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. No, I just dress like a normal person, I, as normal as I can be. And I do. I just walk through Walmart. I don't buy anything, but I just am there because I understand that we need light in certain places and oftentimes there's this idea or this notion where we start, sort of start to sequester ourselves and i really do think the process to to answer your earlier question about how do we wake up more folks how do we get that to happen is we just witness we witness the divine and what we would call dark and what we hold in darkness we keep in darkness and so if we can just remember that the more we can witness the divine and in maybe the places that we feel like oh, there's no way there's any divine sitting in there remembering that it is all divine i love it i love it so you're somebody that you know i think of and obviously i've had my experience with you personally who is really dedicated to helping people shine their light and so I'd love for you to share, you know, what you're doing these days, how you're expressing yourself. I know you do these cool calls and you get your bulls out and you're like, you're, you're schooling me on optimizing my sound in Zoom. I mean, who would ever think that would happen? But I'd love to, you know, so what are you doing to help people in this overall process? Yeah, so I have a, um, a group that we do every month. It's called the Miracles Portal. And I do a variety of calls advanced energy trainings to how to really command and utilize and work with the energy that's present. Um, I do energy sort of energy forecast, energy tune-ups, because I also think like a good surfer, you do want to check into what's happening on the ocean that day. And so I think that there is value at really tuning in to what's going on with the energetics. And so I'm somebody who's been doing that for a while. Um, not that you, you know, everybody can't do that. And hopefully the more people listen, the more they understand, oh, they're tuned into the same stuff um, and they're learning to do it for themselves. So, yeah, so we do this. And um, and then, of course, the singing bowls, because I believe like you do, that sound frequency is one of the quickest, fastest ways to shift your internal body's state. I mean, we've seen it with the study of cymatics and the sand tables and all those things. So yeah, it's just, I, I could geek out on sound for the next five hours, so don't get me started. Maybe both, I might right? be a longer call. Right? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. I remember when I first started my journey in the sound, somebody, made a recommendation oh you should go to this conference in santa fe you know so i went to their website 
and they had these like there's the videos there and they had these like boring scientist guys talking about sound. Now it's really hard for me to sit down for eight to ten hours a day and consume information. It's just I need to get up, I need to move, I need to you know, it's very hard for me to sit still. But then one scientist guy said something that was really cool. He said that sound is the carrier wave for intention. You have the ability, all of us do, to implement intention into sound and use sound as a vehicle to convey it out into the world and therefore bowls guitar piano whatever it might be whatever type of sound even our own voices are these tremendously powerful tools that have the ability to radiate light even further out and within people within their field within the body i don't know you're right i could geek out on yeah. that and can I say one thing for you who are listening, your voice, your, your whole body's tuned for your voice. Like nobody's business, like you are tuned for your voice. So you want to shift your frequency fast. You start humming, you start singing in the morning, you start your process, whatever, whatever it is. I don't care if your voice sucks. Uh, I don't care if you think you have the worst voice. Your body doesn't care. Your body's like, oh, thank God. Maybe you grab your phone and you start talking to yourself in your phone and you have the voice app. The, the act of processing out your voice and that information is going to actually tune you. You will eat less ice cream or chocolate or whatever your Dorito thing is. You will eat less of it because you're processing that energy out in such a different beautiful way all right so how can people come and learn more about what you're doing uh how you're expressing yourself your programs where do they need to go where can we find you well i think my favorite place to send people right now is create miracles daily.com so create miracles with an s daily.com go check that out because i'm all about utilizing energy to create everyday miracles it there's nothing you know Anybody can do it. Anybody can create miracles. Anybody can and take a situation in their life and really change it um, so that they don't have to go and slog it out. And uh, so check that out. Cool. Well, I, I just really want to encourage everybody to go explore because she is, uh, I'm biased, of course, because of her own past experience. I'm just saying amazing woman who ha just has some amazing gifts to bring forward. And I'm so honored to have had you on today. And we probably have to schedule another one to just get in and dive into this whole conversation around sound, which could be pretty fun too. So invite you to go check out the website. One more time, the URL. CreateMiraclesDaily.com. CreateMiraclesDaily.com. I don't think I've checked that one out. Maybe I have. I'm going to have to go check it out now. Do it. Thank you so much, Alyssa, for coming in, for shining your light, your dedication to helping people. It's been great to have you on. Always wonderful to connect to have you share and um really appreciate you taking the time oh my gosh thanks so much for having me and let's geek soon on sound that sounds really good all right everybody thank you so much for taking the time to tune in sending you all kinds of love and light and blessings as you move forward in your twist and turns of the human experience and uh, just sending you all kinds of good vibrations to support you along your journey take care and have a harmonious day if you'd like to dive deeper and take your personal evolution to the next level, then I invite you to become a member of Living in Harmonic Alignment, a transformational community created for individuals like you. By becoming a member, you'll have access to quick and effective tools that will help you to get from where you are right now to where you want to be in 
less time than ever before. Plus, you can join now for only $1. So, breathe into this invitation. If there's a resonance and you're ready to change your life now, visit markromeromusic.com forward slash transform.